The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. Roger, you're feeling some anxiety. Yes, hi, doctor. Hi. Tell me what's going on in your life. Uh, well, as I told your uh, call screener there, just I, I don't really know uh, the exact words to, to use to describe the situation. Um, just real, I guess, social anxiety, just like the, uh, the guy from the short ad there. Okay. Um, just basically an impossible, an impossible situation to meet people. Um, like I said, I'm gay. Uh, okay. And basically kind of a, a repeat every single time I, I try and meet somebody. I, I meet somebody through my group of friends or through my work. You know, I like them, but there's, there's just no way to, you know, take that any further. I have two options. I can either lose a friend or say nothing. So I just prefer to say nothing. Okay, so your coping strategy is avoidance, right? Basically, basically. Right, and when you do reach out, it's awkward for you. It's not like you feel like it's a second nature for you. That's correct. So th- if, what it, you would like to meet more people at work? Or, through, as you said, through friends and be able to um, obviously overcome the social anxiety and to make some friends. That that would be part of it. Okay. And the other is what? To, to have a relationship, I mean. Oh, so you're looking for a romantic relationship, another gay relationship, yeah. and that you feel very awkward basically coming out of the closet and talking with people or uh, figuring out how to go about finding a partner. Right. That, it's just an impossibility as far as I see it. Okay. If you're telling yourself it's an impossibility, that's based on your attempts, correct? Correct. Because it's failed. Uh, but you have you, do you know any, I'm glad you're laughing, because th- what that does is that releases that idea from you. It won't have as strong a hold on you. And do you know anybody, it, I, sir, I certainly do, I know people who have been in very satisfying long-term uh, gay or lesbian relationships. Do you know any such people? No, no, ma'am. Okay, so I'm I'm luckier than you are. <laughs> so, I, so I know that long-term healthy I'm, I'm assuming you're wanting a serious relationship just not just a one night stand yeah yeah okay uh if right. you want that it really helps to know that people can have healthy same sex relationships partnerships for a lifetime and you want to also know not that it's possible to uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry, or Susan and Jane, it's also possible for you. Unless there's something I need to know about you, it, it sounds like this. It, it's possible well, for you. Go ahead. It's, I, I think part of it is I'm not willing to give up. Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad, and then Alan will be back. Romance. <laughs> I wish I knew more about what girls want from a relationship. Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance, a serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Huh. The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. 
unless there's something I need to know about you, it, it sounds like this. It, it's possible well, for you. Go ahead. It's, I, I think part of it is I'm not willing to give up uh, my outward appearance of normality to, to friends and coworkers for, for that goal. Okay, so so really, you're at odds with the culture, and you're. Uh, I I know what that feeling is like to hold ideas that are different from everybody else. For example, if I went to a foreign country, you know, I did once go to, um, trying to think, um, to the Far East. This is decade, or maybe a decade ago. And I like wearing mini skirts when it's like 90 degrees out. And they don't like to see knees. And so they were trying to, you know, it was it was a clash of cultures. And if you come out as a, a gay person at work, what consequences might there be for you? Basically, any, it runs the gambit, you know, anything you can think of. I, I certainly certainly don't know of one person that, that would still speak to me. Uh, it's, it's in a... I, I, I'd tell you what field it was. No, don't it's tell me. Uh, if, for the privacy. Right. For your own privacy. But let's say you right. worked at a church for th- and right. you came out as gay. You can see where that would be a huge clash of values. And then it right. is a very difficult decision and that is a hard thinking problem. Do you want to tell anybody your position or will they use it against you in a very unjust manner dismiss you because of your sexual preferences or maybe they're afraid of it within themselves and they run away from you whatever reason if people start treating you strangely that's really hard now there are some people that just come out in the open and do that look at Ellen DeGeneres right and uh, her her situation is a little different. She has a television show, billions of dollars, and you know has has multiple companies that she owns. I, I don't think she would lack for friends. So, I, and I hope that she hasn't. Right. And so. what about? And so you're in a bind that you can't reach out to the gay community or to people that uh, would be potential partners because you run the risk at any moment of being exposed. That, that would be great. So you're, you, that's a huge decision, and it would be awful for you to deprive yourself of a romantic life. So what I would recommend is, uh, this is you don't have a lot of options with your job. This is your career. This is your chosen field. This is where you want to work, or is it a temporary job? No, this, this, is, a, this is most likely a career. So. Okay, so if you're in a career... What you want to do is try to keep the two worlds, either come out just openly and don't apologize. Just You don't have to come out and tell everybody, but if they find out, it's no big deal. You just don't broadcast it. You don't, uh, you might not, um, if if you don't want to bring the two worlds together, you, you know, I know people who don't bring their partners to some events, as sad as that is, but they, they, they value their... Uh, they don't want to fight the battle in their life, you know. The, um, but you can still have a private life. It is going to be harder to meet people because what if your partner wants to come out in the open? That's yeah. That's that's another issue. What well, if they want you to be an activist? 
you know <laughs> so so you you still can do the shopping uh and that don't mean that in a crude way because i think of it you, do, do you know i wrote a book on romance with dr ed Locke? i'm not sure if you're aware of that I, I'm, I'm, I did not know that. Oh, you can go to the website. It's got a, a, an intriguing name. It's called The Selfish Path to Romance, How to Love with Passion and Reason. And it's by myself, Ellen Kenner and Ed Locke. And you can go to the website, drkenner.com. What I recommend for you is writing down all of the benefits of of both of your values, the dating and the... Uh, the conflict that you're having. I don't see it as social anxiety. I see it as a cultural difficulty that you're having, a realistic one. And then you need to weigh those values and figure out a strategy that works for you so you can possibly have both values. Listen, I thank you so much for your call, and if you hold on, I'll talk with you during the break. And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. I can't stand people. I hate them. Oh, yeah? You hate them? No, uh, but I seem to feel better when they're not around. Hey, barkeep, uh, two scotch and water. Like, what do you do? I drink. And do you think that person hates people? Or do you think that person is running their whole life from whom? from themselves. And it's very possible that there could have been abusive per- people in that person's life. That's a drop from, uh, what is it, Barfly? Barfly. Um, could there have been abusive people in that person's life? Of course there could have been. Uh, could there have been difficulties within that person, which is what I was suggesting earlier. Yes, there could have been. And many times when people turn to alcohol to drown out their feelings, uh, to really deaden their emotions because they don't want to feel the negative emotions, they don't want to feel any negative, uh, they, they use it more, they're running away from themselves. They use it more as a I don't like this term, but a social lubricant. Um, they're running away from themselves, and every we all know the outcome. It's not a solution. If you want good solutions, you want to look at your ideas about people. You want to look at them. Are you are you feeling uh, like you would be happier with your pets and not with people uh, because you're just afraid of people, or because you've been hurt by them, or because you hate them on some level? You don't want to go through life like that. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and Dr. Edwin Locke. In deciding whether to forgive your partner for a major injustice, consider how good is your current relationship? Are you both still committed to it? For example, in the case of adultery, is the adultery a long-term pattern or a one-time event? Is your partner willing to do what's necessary to rebuild trust over time? Are the factors that caused your partner to commit adultery changeable? How deeply hurt are you emotionally? Finally, if you conclude that you cannot forgive, realize that you will not be able to have a warm and loving relationship. Such a realization is often a prelude to separation or divorce. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com.